BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Deborah Messing is backtracking. She's apologizing after her shady tweet about Kim. Lonnie and Morgan, are you ready to dive into this mess? Lonnie, keep up. I know you had a light research day, but don't worry. <laughs> We're all into it. I love it. I love it. Since Lonnie didn't open her laptop, let me refresh <laughs> your memories. Deborah tweeted in part after SNL announced Kim was hosting. Why Kim Kardashian? I mean, I know she's a cultural icon, but SNL has hosts who are performers. Am I missing something? Clearly, well, you are. People weren't here for it, and now she's explaining herself. Here's what she lied. I mean, told Tamron Hall on Damn. the Tamron Hall show. Well, I, I, I was not. Uh, intending to troll her. And, um, you know, if anybody took it that way, uh, I apologize. That was never my intention. She is this, this phenomena. I mean, she, you know, she is a cultural icon. I am, I am someone who grew up with SNL. Yeah. I love comedy. And um, they have had for, for decades this sort of formula. And I noticed that they changed the formula. And I was like, oh, does she have a new TV show coming out? Does she have a book coming out? Is she in a movie? I watched her and I thought she was amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I was not trolling her. Mm. I thought more people would agree with me, Tamron. Right. Um, so I, I just want to apologize because it didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out. Kim, do you accept my apology? Kim? Do I hear this bitch? <laughs> there is nothing wrong about what you just said. And, and, and sort of the off-guardedness that came across her face. Like, I can't believe we are talking about this. And I'm going to short circuit for a second. It's just like, she's always been a little messy in recent years. We have different examples. And it's just like, we are not, nobody's going to be one thing anymore. Kim Kardashian, as she so eloquently put, is a icon. This woman has broken mold. She's going to become a warrior, for God's sake. Like, everything you thought about Kim in the box that you were going to put her in has exploded. Yes. It has exploded. If this, and you know what happened to SNL and their ratings? They went up. All the way up. And SNL needed that. But guess what? And on the other hand, a lot of people thought like Deborah Messing. There were a, probably a lot of people who thought, I can't believe Kim Kardashian. So if you're going to be bold enough to say it or tweet it, stick be bold with enough, it. Stick with it. Stand stick in with it. it. Don't be a punk. Stick and with for it. For me, 
I get it. I get where Deborah Messing was coming from. Do I agree with her? No. I didn't feel like I needed to tweet at her, but she forgot that Kim Kardashian was married to a black man, and black Twitter stands with her right now. Okay? Yeah. Oh, but yeah. even that, oh, yeah. like, I feel like Kim is on some level a performer. You know what I mean? She's kept us entertained for season after season yeah. after season, and she is going to come out with another show. Like, just because she's not an actress and wasn't on a sitcom for a certain amount of time and doesn't have a movie coming out, and the most ironic part about this is that Kim hit that in her opening monologue when she said, I know it's me. I know I don't have a, a, a film to promote. Like, we cannot keep knocking. This woman has a billion dollars, self-made, multiple businesses, is one of the most professional people we've heard multiple times. See, so nice. You, Shut the up, Deborah. But, but no one asked for you. But no one asked for you. She was waiting on her to bomb. She thought that she was going to bomb. Then that way, she wouldn't have had to do the backtracking. But... Yes. If you're jealous or if you're like, why can't I be on SNL? Just say it. Exactly. It's, just yeah, just it's, say it. It's say, un... you know what, Kim, I'm glad that Kim is there, but I hope that I get that opportunity. Say it in a different type of way than, than putting... Because if we say we're supporting women, this is not supporting no. women. But that's the problem. No, but that's agreed. the problem. We cannot always say that we are supporting women because what sometimes Sarah Paulson say? women don't support women. And by the way, no. that's okay. Show your true self. We if cool with that. If you are a woman that say you support women like she does then this is why you can't say this that's why i don't that's why i say I, well, that's why i don't say it exactly <laughs> exactly and it's okay i know exactly. i just i think it's one of those things where i just feel like also for herself it's in, it's introducing unwarranted and unnecessary negativity into her life yeah. by tweeting something out if you're confused about that you're entitled to your opinion i get that the protocol has usually been to have a, a traditional performer somebody on snl that we're used to see but like just don't ask ask your agent, ask your friend, ask some why do you have to put it in a public platform? Yeah. Because and she thought okay, it was though. gonna get it, she yeah, thought it was but, gonna get a better response. But disliking Kim K is so two thousand nine. Well, Deborah, I mean, come on, Deborah's behind. She just got, De she just right. got tiki taki. You know what I mean? Like, you know, she's still calling it tiki taki. The thing is, I mean, even <laughs> if she would have just asked somebody, Kim always goes for the jokes. She always goes for, you know, self-deprecation. That's the one thing about comedy is that when you're self-deprecating, that opening, opening monologue, classic. I mean, for her first time to do an opening monologue like that, where she talks about herself, she even talked about Kanye. She didn't care. She talked about it was other like, family That's members. Classic gold right there. And then she put Deborah Messing's words in there. So Deborah, mm. you helped her out. Yeah. Yeah. Kate Beckinsale is smart. I mean, like, really smart. She's not mm. putting out tweets. Uh-huh. Howard Stern <laughs> asked her about her IQ during an interview, but Kate couldn't remember, so she phoned her mom. Ma, just actually on the show currently, he just wants to know what my IQ was when you had it tested when I was little. I wish I had a 152 IQ. That's my You don't. Dream. Every single doctor, every single person I've ever come across has said you'd be so much happier if you were 30% less smart. I'm sure that's true. First of all, Kate remembered. She just wanted somebody else to say it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to tell you I bought a $10 million house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mama? Mama? Uh -huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, what, what is it again? Uh -huh. I don't remember. You smart, but you can't remember your IQ. Okay. Uh-huh. She True. can remember. <laughs> Do you think we would be happier if we were 30% less smart? No, no, I, 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 need, I need all the smarts I got. I need to work with every molecule. I need to, I mean, I would, I would be happier if I was 30% less on shit. Like, I notice, 
I would like to be a little bit more oblivious. I yes. would like to not take everything yes. so. I would like not to like dissect a grape and then dissect it again and then dissect it again. I would like to be a little bit more. Aloof. I would like there to be more vacancy in my brain. 100%. To not be so. There's like 12 things going on right now that I'm like, well, what did she mean by that? Yes. And why didn't she tell me that? Yes. But less smart. I would like to have more general intelligence. <laughs> I think for her, I think for her, she's talking about being single and dating. She just wishes she was 30% less smart so she could be on some of the guys that she meets levels. However, mm -hmm. I believe she's so hot. I will take book smart or I will take street smart. Like, if you have a little bit of common sense, I can roll with you. You can be the, you can have made all D's at DeVry University. I was all D's. I'm still gonna roll with you <laughs> all D's. if you can find your way Wasn't through Rio without a map. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I think that, but I mean, she's obviously like, she's. She's been through it. She's hyper intelligent. I mean, look, it's one of those things like, it's the worst thing you have going on in your life is that Excuse you are me, just why too is the damn... coming up all in my face? Can you can... <laughs> Okay, now put it I up. wish it came in my face. This is <laughs> no, 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 I didn't mean like that. No, I meant. I am moving on, everybody. <laughs> I meant that to my chin. That was sick. Come anyway, on, keep going. It's, on, it's morning uh, news. Yes, I'm you know liking what? it in the morning. <laughs> Do you guys have trouble dating guys who are not as smart. Well, Justin, why don't we flip this on you? Do yes. you have trouble dating men who are not as smart as you are? Because she's in a committed relationship, I'm in a committed marriage. And so I'm lonely? Some, and no, I want to know, <laughs> you're, I want to know, if he, he, he plays games, it's all bullshit. And I'm lonely? He, I, He's trying I want to avoid a man. it. He doesn't want a man. He no, no. wants his plans and to go home and be, and not be bothered. Uh -huh. Exactly. So when you go on dates with somebody, yes. and you are excited about the prospect about meeting this person, yes. and you feel like, damn, like, is it wit that's important? Is it banter that's important? Is it intelligence? What is the most important personality trait for you? The first one is you have to be able to keep up with me. Right. Like, so I don't need you to throw it back at me, but I need you to understand what I'm saying. And if I'm coming with, like, a little bit of quick wit, I need you to take a second, process it, but don't take 10 seconds. Right. That's the first thing. So uh -huh. you don't care if they can point things out on a map? No. I don't care about Good, that. because I can't. <laughs> I want a little bit of ambition. Like, oh yeah. And I don't care if you're like, hey. Ambition's I, important. Oh, ambition's important. I don't care if you're mopping the floors at McDonald's. If 100%. you tell me that your goal is to own 25 McDonald's in the next 10 years, Woo. and you're just starting from the bottom, I'm here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. I'm right. down for that ride. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, just yeah. need you to have some ambition. And the third thing is, and I'm really sorry, but this is really important. Uh-huh. If your FICO is not <laughs> at least a 750. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, sir, <laughs> this shit ain't gonna work. <laughs> when do you ask somebody their FICO? When do you get into the credit score? Oh, oh. I get it before I go on the third date. Johnny Jarrell can hack into a credit oh. score in two seconds. He does. And he gonna, he gonna tell me what your FICO is, Yeah. Honey. Uh, By the way, I just learned what Which I know was. is illegal, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's you good. don't need to worry no, about no, it. No, no, trust me, it was, it was messy. The government came after me for a second. Oh, They're fine, oh, we're fine oh. now, best friends. <laughs> That bitch thinks her water bill is her FICO score. By the way. Coming up, Lisa Renna is revealing the big reason why her daughter Amelia broke up with Scott Disick. So Lonnie, she thought she did her taxes upstairs no, I didn't in accounting. Realize, I didn't understand. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. 
The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back to Daily Pop. You have may noticed, you may have noticed, we are all wearing purple today. That's because today is Spirit Day. People around the world are wearing purple, are going purple online to show support for LGBTQ plus youth and taking a stand against bullying. Mm -hmm. This is one of the most important days for the youth. Um, we still have high suicide rates for our youth. So it's very important for us to stand. Yes. And to anybody out there, we stand with you. We love you. I love my community. I'm part of it. I just say, yes. I'm part of I'm the part community. I'm part of it. She's in it. We love it. I'm in we it to love win it. it. Okay. And there is a very special charity and organization that's dear to my heart. It's called Camp Light Bulb. Oh. And they send um, LGBTQ plus youth to camp to have an experience like other kids. And I love this organization. I have the link in my bio. If you guys would like to donate and send a camper to this experience, I would greatly appreciate it. Go to my Instagram, go to camplightbulb.org. I would truly, truly love it today. Even if it's a dollar. We would I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna support. You know he's Thank gonna keep you. us here after, and I'm gonna have to Venmo right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like, I'm already, I'm gonna, I'm checked out of this block. I'm gonna have to do it. Yep. <laughs> I'm happy to. Part two of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion was last night, and it did not disappoint. Uh, Ow. Lisa Rinna came with the facts about her daughter dropping Scott Disick and the DM that led to it. Oh, I love her. Did you push her towards that decision or did she make it all on her own? Uh, she made it all on her own. The news reports are that it had to do with the whole DM exchange that Scott got in. Well, I don't think that was helpful. Right. I, I, there's never one reason why I think people split up. You know, now's the time to heal. Now's the time for everyone to heal. Including yourself. Well, yeah. And you began yeah. healing by posting a picture of Harry Styles on your Instagram. You know, I'm so shady. <laughs> by the way, Lisa Renna can't hold anything back. No. If she is thinking it, she is going to say it. And I'm pretty sure Amelia has lived with that her whole life. So if yeah. you don't think somebody's right for your son or your daughter, I think there's some moms out there that she just say it. She was waiting for this to happen. She was waiting for anything for so that they would not stay together. I'm, you know, we were talking, and I mean, some people feel like, you know, Andy shouldn't be talking this stuff. I'm like, I'm all for it, because what else they gonna talk about? I, for a second, was, <laughs> I was kind of like, well, why, why are we mentioning? Like, I feel like that's not in line with, like, the housewife season, but I guess... You reminded me that they did talk about it. She brought it up. I, I don't, I, for some reason, don't feel like Lisa hated them together as much as everybody thinks. I don't know if I'm reading that wrong. I think they were going to be together for a little bit of time. He was cute and she was hot and, like, they had fun for, like, six months. Nobody thought this was going to be three years long, including mm -hmm. Amelia. No, but Lisa Renna had has seen the movie. She knows the ending. Yeah. And she is not going to yeah. hide her feelings. I also think, like, we also saw Sophia Ritchie do this with Scott Disick. She put her career on the back burner to yes. follow him around for three-plus years. Go to Miami. Mm -hmm. And look what happened. Well, her are career they doing kinda... this because they think that they'll get somewhere with him? I think they think he's super hot and cool and like he takes care of things and he's out and he they go fun places like when you're 22 that's if I was 22 and hot enough at that point I mean I was hideous so it wouldn't have worked but I 
would have been. No, no it was a mess. I would have <laughs> dated Scott Disick in two seconds. Yeah, but you know what? Come on. Everyone would have. Everybody would have done He's it. He's also a very nice person. He's just got his, like, stuff or had his stuff. But, sure. like, he's a nice guy. I also think, I mean, look, I'm a daddy enthusiast. I have dated 20-plus years. I've dated 15-plus years. Hell, I've even dated 30-plus years. Whoop. And I, so I know. You know, I've done the market research. I think when you see guys like this date these girls time and time again and there's a pattern, it's because they like to control the scenario. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they like to be in control. Because they don't want something serious. She knows Amelia's, he knows Amelia's not going to want to have babies right now. Like, it's, they're on the same emotional maturity level. I think so. Fascinating. Sticking with Housewives, pour yourself a drink and make sure your lace front is on tight, Lonnie, Ow. because a brand new book is snatching the lid off all the drama. Uh-oh. We hit the red carpet with the ladies and their boss. Take a look. You are a dumb hoe. Shut up. Housewives don't make me nervous. There's a housewife in the book who said never speak to me again, and we haven't. We hit the launch party for Not All Diamonds and Rosé for some secrets about TV's craziest franchise. It's gonna shock any fan of the housewives is gonna be blown away by this book. We reveal everything. Tell all of everything behind the scenes. Everybody weighs it. There's a lot of um, behind the scenes thoughts that you didn't know that people were thinking. Read the book. I'm so excited. Hirings, firings. Fights. I mean, it's it's all in there. It's, it's, so we're all thinking, and the fans want to know. Very juicy. A lot of tidbits. Talking about, you know, how Jill ended up surprising us on Scary Island. Talking about how Bethany, you know, never told us she was leaving to do another show, and how we were insulted. You know, it's just like all our feelings that never really, you know, breaking the fourth wall that we could never do on TV. <laughs> Apparently, I was upset with my boss, Andy Cohen, about something, and I expressed my disappointment in him in the book. And I remember him doing an interview and saying, there were housewives in the book and they were trashing me. And I was like, that's not nice. Meanwhile, I'm I'm one of them who was talking. Aren't you gonna work, work, work? It's like a ticking time bomb. Um, are you? I thought I, tra I was very kind to everyone in the book, if you and everyone else wasn't as kind to me. Really? Yes, I was actually super annoyed. There's a couple of past housewives that had a lot of stuff to say. Uh, and my sister-in-law had a few things to say as well. I was like, wait, what, 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 what year are we in? I am not selling John to you about shit. That's bull I think I talked a little bit about the pause and how that was when I first found out. And just about how the experience of being, you know, going from sort of an everyday normal person to all of a sudden taking on this Bravo celebrity because it really is a thing. Whenever there's two or more housewives together in a closed situation, you can only imagine. Some oh. of the ladies came for Andy. Would you trash talk your boss? If it was Andy Cohen, I mean, look, it's his job to get in with these ladies. He feels like he knows them. He employs them, sort of, or he does, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, he like he's he's there. I mean, he is part of the reason that this franchise is as successful as it is. He is a part of that pop culture phenomenon. You're he, right. he is. He goes in there. He makes it uncomfortable. And I'm sorry, Andy Cohen. It's genuinely who he is. He goes out there and he asks you a question and he doesn't flinch. Nope. But I don't know, girl. If that man was controlling my coins, I wouldn't talk 
how it looked like the lady in Titanic. You see how I am. I'd be like, it was 74 years ago when I wanted to whip his ass. Hey, Justin, you know I don't mean? talk about the producers on this show. I'm like, I love y'all. Uh-huh. Rebecca, I love you. Jen, uh -huh. I love you. But she really means that right no, now. No, you like, should hear like, her in the morning. They're like, Lonnie, we want you to go in a tank of alligators. She's like, sure, why not? It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> We want you I to take your bosses. wig off live on I air. She's like, yes, let's do it. I also think Andy Cohen, just to circle back, is that he doesn't take things personally. He doesn't care if they're talking about him. I think he secretly cares. I don't. Oh, we're going to break. We're going to break. We're going to care. Coming up, the <laughs> secret mastermind behind Katy Perry, Rihanna, and Kelly Clarkson. She's here and giving us all the dirt. Plus, yes. she's going to write my new single, Don't Move. So I am a Tina fan, honey. We got on the same outfit because we both love the same woman. Yeah. <laughs> what I love about Tina is, you know, she has this natural grit. You have to learn how to use that grit in a powerful way. So it's like, you know, church house, shit house, right? <laughs> Please welcome singer, songwriter, actress, and judge on Clash of the Cover Bands, Esther Dean, everybody. By the way, oh my goodness. hold on, hold on. Let I me know. just let me point I out something right now. Out. This woman smells like money. Okay, Come on. you she smell is like money. a budget. You know, I'll be asking when I go to the perfume place. I'm like, can I smell like money, please? Yeah. You know, is, what does money smell like? You have hit it on the nail. Yes. No, it's so funny. Who's the lady who sits right here? Morgan. Stewart. She said that lady back there said she looked like money. I said I want to see what money looked like. <laughs> and I smell like money so much. Here, here sits money and smells like yes. money. Yes. You get look it. great. Thank you know what? You sound great. You've produced some of the biggest hits. I mean, yes. you've worked with some of the biggest stars, Rihanna and Katy Perry, to name a few. Kelly Clarkson, who do you like working with the most? Rihanna. Oh, why? Because let me tell you something. Oh, my God. It's like working with a, like a, a warrior spirit. You know, she just, she gets it. She just embodies everything. It's like I'm not writing a song. I'm writing to see art be created. Wow. And then, like, because when I first, the first song was Rude Boy. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I sat there and I watched her, that video. And I was like, what? Is she going to do this every time? So they would say, hey, do you want to write for Rihanna? Yes. Again. Do you think she's going to um, come out with another album soon? Like, I feel like I love that we want it. Yes. You know, I, I, when have you wanted something so bad? So bad. I yes. I, I'm tingled when, when it comes to Rihanna. I'm like, whatever she's going to bring us. What, look at what she's doing with Fenty. Savage. It's like, it's sexy. Yeah. And that's lingerie, but it's sexy. Right. So she's giving us Rihanna right now. We just got to learn how to be appreciative. <laughs> Can I say shit on here? Damn. Yes, you can. <laughs> we are here for it. I got to ask you, like, when it comes to being in the studio, she is a warrior. Who's that one where you know when you walk in, you're going to have a good time? You might have to cancel a few things Ooh. because the champagne's flowing, and we're going there. I think that's just me and my friends. Like, you know, songwriters, we really, it's a therapy session. Songwriters, we all come down to the studio, and, like, when the artists come, you kind of want to work. Everybody is like, yes. come on, they, they don't pay for the studio time. Mm. But when you're with your writer friends and your producers, it's like a jam session. It's like Nashville, Nashville meet the hood. Yeah. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. And you know how that works, because yes. Nashville's going to jam out in the hood. Right. It's definitely going to... It's a barbecue. All day. It's yes. a barbecue in the studio. It's, a, it's the best thing in the world. It's oh. like, it's what I miss right now. It's mm -hmm. what I miss because you would sit there, you would do what we would do right here, and then the music would start, and then you'll say something, you'll say something, I'll say something, and then we write a song. Oh, I want to wow. be in the writing session. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I really do. And you know what? You were also part of a franchise. <laughs> Pitch Perfect. Yes, yes girl. Esther Jean got the money, huh? I mean, hey. <laughs> 
That's the money. Do you keep in touch with the girls? I absolutely. We got dinner coming up next week. Oh! Yeah. And then I always miss the extravagant things because, you know, my friend Rebel, she's a bougie bitch. Right. So yeah, oh, bougie. She, she's a bougie bitch. She'd be like, Esther, I'm rich now. I'm like, are you was already rich. So I was like, <laughs> yes. You, you already had the coin. I know, because when I first did Pitch Perfect, they sung SM. So that means I was at the edge of my career. Like, SM was still, like, big, right, when they sung it. So, but I was just like, we hang out, but she always takes people on trips. And she just took everybody to Rebel Island for her birthday. And really? I said, girl, I can't get on no plane to no Rebel Island. Oh. <laughs> no, no, like people uh, don't get on the plane in the middle of COVID. Oh, Not yeah. me. Well, we got to talk about Clash of the Cover Band. Yes. yes. Twitch was here last week. Yes. He said you the toughest judge. I, Can you that? Why you got to be so tough? I don't think I'm tough. I think I'm, I know that they are going to win something. And sometimes I think when you see competition shows, I don't think they take that seriously enough. I'm like, do you know how many people want to be on that stage? How many people want to sing that song? How many people want to win that money? How many people want direction yeah. right at that moment? I'm going to give you what you really came here for. You yeah. didn't come here to be seen on TV. You came here to represent yourself. So, so you think the other judges are too soft? Not soft, just kind. <laughs> you know, Megan is going to give you, like, sisterly, kind love, and then Adam is going to give you, like, uh-huh, queen, okay. Uh -huh. I, see, I see your shoes, uh -huh. and I'm like, girl, if you don't get that line right, you ain't going to make it to the next stop. Like, like you better. You, yeah, go ahead and do it, because you deserve it, but people can feel when it's not Real giving, and genuine. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because you're giving the greatest advice yeah. on this show. Yes. Who's that artist that gave you the best advice early on in your career, and what was it? Mary J. Blige always pulled me to the side, and, and you know, Mary got a kind of, I'm going to hold you and talk to you. You know? <laughs> she said, oh, that's cool. Um, she, she holds you and talk to you. But the thing is, Beyonce, she came in the room when I first met her, and she sat on the floor. And she, like, Indian style, sat on the floor, and she started talking to me, and she's like, what kind of husband do you want? What kind of kid do you want? And I'm like, girl, if you don't get off that flow, like, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, you'll be all safe. Yeah. <laughs> and, and every time I see her, last time I seen her at Diddy's house, she said, Esther, have patience. Because I don't talk to her about music. I just think she's a beautiful warrior. And I'm like, tell me, warrior queen, Aww. what should I do? Because you've, been, you've seen those hills, you've seen those mountains. What can you tell me? Oh, wow. And she's just like, baby, patience. You got to have patience. I'm like, I'm trying to have sex, girl. <laughs> <laughs> she said patience. I said, we got it. No. Ooh, I'm going to have to breathe through this one with you because I need the same thing. <laughs> Esther, we love you. You are coming back here. You are going to co-host the show yes. with me and Lonnie yes. when Morgan's out of town. Yes. And we're going to have some fun. But yes. until then, you guys, Clash of the Cover Band. Yes. Wednesdays on E. Check this show. woman out. Up next is Megan McCain becoming a housewife. Uh -oh. You got to hear what she told me. <laughs> Megan McCain's days on The View may be over, but she still has a lot more to say. She told us why she left the show, and is she ready to become a real housewife? Hey. I miss you on The View. Are you, are you just saying that because I'm in front of you right now? No, 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 no. I feel like you were not afraid to speak your mind, and the, the things that awoke in me, I thought about different sides that I hadn't seen. Thank you. Sometimes I don't know if people just oh, were always like, she was just screaming, and that was that. You Traitors. missed me so much when I was on maternity leave. You missed me so much. You missed fighting with me. Don't I did not. You missed fighting I did with not me. miss you. 
Okay. <laughs> Zero. I, how did you handle all the haters online? I had a really hard time. Like I'm such a like open empath. Like I'm a, actually a pretty sensitive person and there are people you love to hate, but I felt like towards my last season, it just became, we hate to hate her. So for me, like I did feel a shift in my last season where I just mm. felt like there was almost no love coming from the majority of the audience. And that was a factor in why I left. Not everybody's gonna love you, obviously. Like, and like a lot of people, like a lot of freaking people hate me, I get it. Um, but I come from a good place. I come from a place of just wanting to do a good job. I tried to do the best that I could. I was not always an angel. I have a temper. I'm dramatic. I'm all drama and always. Girl, like, please stop talking. I, please stop talking right now. I won't talk the rest of the show. I'm okay with that. If you're gonna behave like this. I'm not behaving like My friend used to text me and say, Megan has a ponytail in today. There was something about the days you had a ponytail. You were ready <laughs> to go. There are some days when like I would, when we had like a more serious guest, if you ever noticed this, if it was the most serious guest, it's a deep part bun. That means like serious is coming. So, and if there's a pony, that means serious, but fun. And then hair down means I'm excited to talk to you, Justin, and have a good time. I have a weird feeling. Do not get comfortable because I feel like Andy Cohen is going to be calling you to join Real Housewives. <laughs> Never. If Bravo called. Would you do it? Not the Housewives. No. I mean, first of all, I live in the DC area and they did DC and it was a disaster. I love the Housewives. I feel like I'm too emotionally attached. People don't want me in the Housewives either people are like sick of like my drama so no no excuse me maybe i was clumsy in the way that i said <laughs> I, you know it. i'm i'm, I'm feet away i don't need to scream abby, at me this way abby was i don't i don't know what you just said but i um, said don't scream at me i'm two feet away <laughs> Your husband must be so happier that you are lighter and free of just like the stress. He must be like, this is the woman that I married. My sister-in-law actually said this recently. I was like, how am I different post the show? You're not like freaked out about how you're trending on Twitter and just been nice, honestly, to be able to um, talk about something other than politics for a period of my time to do interviews like this where it's not like you're the villain of the world what's your you know i hate you what yeah. why are you on my tv um i really am enjoying this like period of time in my life right now and i'm definitely having a lot more fun if the view called you back in five years came no. with a nice ass check <laughs> no <laughs> no i really feel like my time is so done your daughter's gonna come to you and like 30 years and be like, Mom, I got a job on this show called The View. And you're I would be chain like her to my car and say, no, no, I would kill her. Like my husband and I literally, we just had this conversation. I was like, I want her to do anything except what we do. I do not want her to do anything in television. She can do anything else she wants because it just freaks out of her life. So there's not an option for her. Don't chain her to the car. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this book. What was the funniest? The funniest chapter was funny things about David. It was funny to relive like my single years with all the like crazy insane guys I dated. I lived in Los Angeles for three years. Ooh. The weirdest damn people on planet Earth to date are in Los Angeles. I have the most horrific experience. No, like I dated like aliens, then people that need therapists and people that like forgot to tell me they were married, like things like that, like just insane things after another. And I talk about, I have a chapter and it's very funny. If you're looking for a man, go to New York. You are oh. not going to find a man here. Well, I found Los Angeles to be like the barren wasteland of dating. I could definitely set you up. We're gonna go through your Rolodex of single gay men and you're gonna find me a husband. See, they're gonna watch this and my phone's gonna explode. I will do that, I'm happy to. Oh, Lonnie, would you have left if you were her? If it got toxic, yeah. Sometimes you can't take it. 
And if nobody is controlling it, if nobody from the higher ups is saying that, and I and I want to say this about Megan McCain. When I went on the View, she was the only host that actually complimented my show that I was on. Oh wow! Oh. So it says a lot. Damn. Wow. Well, okay. Well, Megan's audio-only <laughs> memoir, Bad Republican, is out today, and it's exclusively on Audible. It is amazing. After the break, Miley Cyrus comes for her haters. Ow. What she's admitting about her changing voice. Plus, it is national, I'm gonna get the hell out of here, reptile day. <laughs> and we're gonna have, they're gonna have some fun with some creepy ass reptiles here in the studio. Oh. Don't miss it. It's not that our roster isn't diverse, but where our roster's kind of light is in the reptiles and birds. Oh, bless you. Did that scare you? <laughs> that totally scared me. Well, we're not light on reptiles today, nope. not just with Justin. That was a look at Pet Stars on Netflix, and with us to talk about National Reptile Awareness Day is the star of the show, Melissa Mae Curtis, and her friend, Marcus the Iguana. Oh, Marcus is so cute! <laughs> you say hi. Okay, so you have to tell us a little bit about Marcus. I know we were just talking, first of all, like, he likes to be warm, mm -hmm. he likes to bathe in the sun, which is basically how I am. <laughs> as much heat as possible. Exactly. exactly. Marcus is a red iguana, so you'll see he has a little bit of a more interesting color palette Gorgeous. than the standard green iguana that you're normally going to see. Um, he's an herbivore, so he eats only veggies. Total vegan. Wow. Like, loves that. I need to be that, too. Right? Once in a while, he might get a bug, like, on a leaf or something, but for the most part, they're fully Will herbivores. Will he enjoy a bug, or he doesn't want a bug? Uh. Indifferent, no. <laughs> Indifferent. Can we hold it's, him, or he, is he's not feeling good? Uh, you know what? He's there, not feeling. If you, know? you look at him and you see how his frill is out, pretty stiff, and this tail is coming down to like a nice little point. That's him letting us know that he's pretty happy over here with Enrique and doesn't want anybody to touch him. Oh. So wow. we're gonna leave him oh, alone. Well, okay, Marcus, you come on our show and don't want to. Got a little attitude. <laughs> he has that frill. I swear, I'm just realizing I am a human iguana. You I might have be. A frill. <laughs> I want to be hot. <laughs> Uh, my tail comes to a point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Melissa, what are some of the misconceptions about iguanas? There's tons yeah. of misconceptions out there. Number one is that they don't make great pets, and they really do, actually. Um, okay. Reptiles and lizards can make really great pets. They do live a long time, though, so... Like outlive you, maybe? No, 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 no. This guy's gonna live probably 15 plus years in captivity. So around the, the age of like maybe a small dog. So, But you need to be prepared for that because that's a lot, you know? That is a lot. And so if you were to get an iguana and they were to live with you, do you put them in like a big like aquarium type thing with a heat lamp? Is that the best way to? Oh, absolutely. So every reptile is going to have its own needs in terms of what type of enclosure they need, the lights, the heat, the rays. They all have a very specific need. What kind of enclosure do you have for him? About how big is it? 40 gallon, 60? Uh, I have a custom one, but it is like, you know, regulated wow, by heat, by lamb. That's why Marcus is such a diva on this set right now. Exactly. Yeah. And they just, exactly, and they need the light, they need the species Lonnie, appropriate You can touch him as long as not his head. Like, yeah. you can touch him. You can touch him. The skin is amazing. <laughs> oh, Marcus! Mm -hmm. People always think reptiles are slimy. There is no oh, slime here. No, the there's scales. lots of very rough. Yeah, mm -hmm. Dry. But a beautiful color. The beautiful color is color. stunning. Okay, so the la oh. Lonnie, this is your question. Oh, you I'm run sorry. a pet booking platform called Pets on Q, which represents a ton of animal influencers. Yes. Now, be honest. Which animal is the biggest diva? Oh, at Pets on Q, our biggest diva by far, Kobe the cat, hands down. Kobe the cat! Oh, Kobe! Hi, Kobe! 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 K
Kobe's cute. Kobe's amazing. He has several million followers. He's awesome. Super funny page. Please check him out. You know, at Pets on Q, we have lizards, reptiles, cats, dogs, all kinds of things. If you need to book an animal for something, check us out. Okay, so are we allowed to feed Marcus? I hear bell peppers and stuff. I don't know if he's going to take anything. Yeah. We can try. I mean, Marcus, you're like me on a Monday. <laughs> I know. You don't want to deal with any with of this. With the lights and the new, like, he probably isn't going to take anything. I Marcus mean, needs some coffee. Basically. It's yeah. fine, Marcus. We accept you for how you are. We'll get you in the sun. You guys, thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you, thank you for being here. And Marcus, thank you, even though we'll get, you know, next time you'll be a little bit more lively. You guys, Pet Stars is streaming now on Netflix. Make sure to check that out. And still ahead, the celeb that left Cardi B starstruck. Plus, our new interview with Selma Blair. Will she return to acting? We're talking to her next. Bye, Marcus. So awesome. cute. Welcome back to Daily Pop. It is time for today's Hollywood Minute. Miley Cyrus is 100% authentic, and that includes her singing voice. She told Interview Magazine out now that she gets a lot of flack for sounding like a man and not being able to hit the high notes in her old songs. But she says, my voice is how I represent myself. It's how I express myself. And last year, Miley told Joe Rogan she noticed a heaviness to her voice and thinks it's because she's experienced heavy things. Makes sense. Cardi B is one of the most famous women in the world, and she still gets starstruck. She just freaked out on Twitter because you star Penn Badgley knows who she is. And apparently he's a fan because after Cardi tweeted about him, he changed his Twitter profile picture to a picture of her face. Obviously, Cardi had to repay the compliment. And Zach Galifianakis is a beloved comedian, but his kids think he works as a librarian. Zach said in an interview that they think he's an assistant librarian somewhere. He also says he has no intention on showing his kids the hangover, and if they ever ask about it, he plans to deny any involvement. And that's your Hollywood Minute. Selma Blair doesn't hide anything in her new documentary as cameras unveil her excruciating battle with MS. She told Aaron about her regrets, her future, and which of her iconic movies she'd like to reboot. I always thought I was on a reality show, like I was in a documentary, but only God would see it and disapprove. My whole life, I always really thought like God's watching us through a screen. Not really, this isn't like a mental illness that you're uncovering right now, but maybe we all have these kind of like notions as a kid, these wonderings, musings, but I thought, ooh, I'm not one of the good ones. You know, mm -hmm. I made a lot of bad choices. So it was interesting to really have a documentary, but, and not be like the beloved person um, that people think. But you know, you can be beloved for moments in your vulnerability because that is how you're genuinely connecting to people. Don't worry, I know what I'm doing. What was that feeling like being so vulnerable? There's a certain, like veil that was kind of like extraneous that I couldn't, that I don't, for better or for worse, um, just am not able to keep under wraps as well. So it was, but now having people seen it, I am always kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like where's the really tough stuff, you know? Cause you are always used to people really um, almost ridiculing. This is my first round of chemo and it's fun. And I'm watching, I go like that, and like my hair comes out, and I'm like, mm. Rachel, how did you walk that line of getting close without being invasive? There was this one day that, um, that she 
got out of the hospital and we were filming with her and there was like, you know, she speaks of it in the film that it was like, there was a lot of stimulus, it was very hot and it was loud and she really had a flare, a moment of like real weakness. And we chose to keep rolling the camera, you know, and my cinematographer Shane kept looking at me being like, should we get out of here? And I kept saying like, no, no, just stay. That was kind of my most vulnerable because I was like, wait, I had the stem cell. I thought this was never supposed to happen. I just had kind of um, really kind of naive expectations, even though I knew I didn't want to have that and I knew I shouldn't. So that was kind of a heartbreaking moment for me to realize. I had a complication. Suddenly, it was like the most horrible pain in my heart. What are doctors saying for you? I'm in a really good place neurologically, and I don't have any new lesions coming at all, it finally, you know, it took a little while to go down after the stem cell. Um, I definitely was on the longer side of things for feeling better, like the two-year side for recovery, and that's where I am right now. Before they wrap me, I gotta know, if you could reboot one of your iconic films, which would it be? Reboot it? Like, really have it out there? No, I mean, of course, the favorites, like fan favorites, are like the ones that, you know, the beautiful blonde girls are in, like Legally Blonde or, or Cruel Intentions, but I'd like to reboot a little, little storytelling. <laughs> once people didn't, yeah, storytelling, let's do a reboot of storytelling. Set your DVRs for storytelling and see what I'm talking about, thank you. <laughs> Introducing Selma Blair oh. airs tonight on oh. Discovery Plus. Check it out. I've seen a few episodes. Oh, blessings it's to her. It's amazing. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Uh -huh. Coming up, Kim Kardashian gives us a tour of her closet. Kinda. We'll explain next. We are closing out today with Kim Kardashian's birthday. You gotta see this throwback. Oh. Hi, E. This is a tour of my closet. These are all my purses. My favorite bag right now is the Fendi V bag. It's my favorite. And I love this one. This one's a classic. This Louis Vuitton. They all have to be color coordinated. Everything in my closet has to be color coordinated. I'm a juicy couture freak. I wear them every single day, just working when I'm doing people's closets. They're so comfortable and they're so cute. Every season I order one of every color and then I get rid of my old ones. For the, for the season, so I have fresh ones every season, one of every color, and I wear them literally every day. That's wow. a look back at our first interview with Kim K. West. Today, we are celebrating her birthday. Yes. I'm not going to say that year because we don't do that. We don't do that, but also, most importantly, I have to give a very special shout out to my hubby's birthday. It's his birthday also. Very oh, convenient. Very convenient. Yes, happy birthday to him. Happy birthday, Jordan Libra, McGraw. Libra, Libra Jordan, life. thank yes. you for giving us Rosie. <laughs> Love her, okay? Oh my God, I wonder what he's going to buy you for his birthday. No, I got him a gift. And you know what? was funny real quickly Kim Kardashian I met her before E signed her to the Kardashians she was just working with Ryan uh -huh. and I never thought it would work she was like you were gonna do a reality show and I was like for real gotta we go gotta go, go guys <laughs> bye happy birthday bye. Kim